You want to go to dinner, Tori? I could feel him looking. Though I was watching my screen, scared to death my latest letter would fly back up there, just because I didn't want him to see it. And then my secrets of Steepleton would get airwaved to the entire student body. Only Cartwright knew bits and pieces. No, I'm doing something. Thanks. He wandered in and landed on Cartwright's bed, and his look turned into that stare that some guys don't like. Nobody wants to go to dinner, he said, picking up Cartwright's naked lady alarm clock, which Cartwright insists helps him concentrate on his physics. Go by yourself, I said, faking a stretch to counter my thumping heart. Or ask Burke or Melifonte. They'd eat five times a day if they could. I wanted to flip a game up on the screen, but was scared of my spastic streak. I knew that letter would come flying back if I touched anything. You play that guitar pretty good. He jerked his head toward my ovation. Thanks. Bunch of kids got to ogling about my guitar playing this spring, when I finally started playing for other people again. That shocked me, because my friends in Steepleton had been used to it and didn't usually make a big deal. My music teacher here asked to record a couple songs I wrote. At first, I thought he was being nice, but then I would hear the stuff other kids in my music class wrote, and I would think, Puke! That's so... doofus. And... normal. But my songs were too wrapped up in Steepleton. I wasn't ready for it if someone happened to see through all my symbolism. I could feel Leo staring. Somebody said you used to play football, he said. Yeah. You don't look like a football player. What'd you do to lose all that weight? Get sick? I wondered who had told him about football. Sometimes Cartwright said I mumbled in my sleep. Maybe I had made football commands in my sleep. Yeah, I got sick, I mumbled. Something like that. I hear your dad owns a huge engineering firm and your mom's a lawyer. He watched me, and I tried not to squirm. If I let on that he'd miffed me, I would at least have to let fly with the fact that everyday questions miffed me but I was starting to realize that I was sort of an unusual case. Lots of kids had lived with only one parent, and if they did have both, usually it was just one who had the great job. Your house is like 300 years old, right? He asked. Right. I think Melifonte's in his room. He didn't take the hint and I watched him turn Cartwright's clock over and over in his hands. Cartwright would kill Leo if he saw him handling his naked lady clock. Leo put it down and stood up, moved toward the window. He lifted my guitar case, spinning it this way and that. I could feel an ache shoot into my knuckles, remembering. Set of nostrils, huge grin, Dual streams of blood closing the space between them. Grin collapsing over red teeth. This aging memory that somehow crept up on me every couple months still hadn't lost its zip. In one sense, Cartwright was a great roommate for an only child like me, 
because he didn't normally touch my stuff. But somebody around here was bound to pick up one of my guitars without asking. You can play it if you want, I said, but my voice cracked. I saw the case slowly sink down until it sat on one of his sneakers. He was smiling, watching me big time. You're just saying that. You look like you don't want anybody touching this guitar. Why not? People didn't like Leo. I guessed he pried into some guys like this and stared, and it got them thinking he was gay. Not that gayness had to be a hot issue around here. There were two other gay guys in our dorm, but they were like, hey, I'm gay, so like, deal with it. So there wasn't much to deal with. But you could sense that Leo was struggling with something, and it made you struggle too. He's watching me.